The Disney Vacation Club Resort offers a relaxed and fun-filled slice of paradise. And it's right in the heart of all the excitement of Walt Disney World Resort. From the moment that you arrive, you'll feel the warmth of old Key West hospitality in a resort that's simply first class in every way. Stroll down colorful Turtle Crawl Boardwalk and an array of recreational opportunities awaits you. There's a tropical feature pool, complete with frolicking dolphins. Kids will love Sandcastle Beach. You can navigate a boat around Trumbo Canal. Play tennis on one of our lighted courts. A workout in our Nautilus-equipped fitness center. Or you can simply relax and unwind. If you're not simply first class in every every way, what are you doing? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Welcome to that Park Life Podcast, everyone. I'm one of your co-hosts, Beth, hanging out with my boy here. Hey, it's Greg, as always. Greg, as always. Hello. Greg, as always. Name. That's his last name. Simply yes. first, first class and simply, what is it? Simply first class in every way? Mm. In every way. I mean, if you're not putting that on your dating profile, you're not doing it right. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm excited because I love Old Key West. It is one of my favorite resorts. It happens to be my home resort. Uh, Nicole and I are Disney Vacation Club members. And I would like to think that it doesn't mean we have a bias on it, but it's one of the first couple of Disney Vacation Club resorts we stayed in. I think it's where we like we officially fell in love with the villa style mm-hmm. room. And uh, so I'm excited that we get to do a whole big episode on this. And in my research, so that a little bit in the of audio in the beginning of this episode is from 1992 or three. It's right when the okay. Disney Vacation Club was starting, and that was part of their promotional video. Yeah. And as you'll talk about in in um, like the history and construction of the resort, this resort mm-hmm. has a na- has had a name change. But um, at the end of that YouTube video I was watching, they have a song, and I will play it. But I'll I'll leave it to the end of this episode. <laughs> so please stay to the end because. It is, it's definitely a dated sounding song. And it's one of those songs where like pe- people sat down in a studio and recorded this. Like, this is a real piece <laughs> of work that people put together. It's and that's not a Jimmy Buffett it. song. Oh, okay. No, it, it kind of like, you'll, you'll see, you'll, you'll see yeah. when, you, when you get there. I can't wait. Um, can't wait. A little bit of a preview to next week uh, between then and now I have a dining reservation at Liberty Tree Tavern. So after mm-hmm. this episode releases, I'll be going and it's my first time and it's one of those restaurants that I've been meaning to go to was over there in uh, Frontierland. No, it's, uh, yeah. it's in Liberty. It's in Liberty, Liberty Square. Square. It's over there in Liberty Square in Magic Kingdom. And I've known people who work there. I've like walked through it before but i've never actually sat down and eaten and i am excited and i'll i'll be sure to let you all know what my experience is next week those outfits are incredible too right guy love those hair bonnets it's amazing it's the knee highs too and the knee highs yeah the the knickers if you will (laughs) the knickers the knickers yes so a reminder about everything we're going to talk about today in terms of old key west because this is a question i get often is that do you have to be a disney vacation club member to stay at disney vacation club resorts like old key west and the answer is of course no Mm -hmm. you're able to book through the same disney website that you would be able to book all the other resorts don't have to be a member there are rooms set aside for what sometimes is referred to as cash reservations meaning you're not using your membership Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, just because uh, you may not be a Disney Vacation Club member doesn't mean you can't enjoy all of the things or explore all the things we're about to talk about. And I will forever not understand how DVC works. So if you're in the same boat, you're yes. not alone. Um, yeah. So yes. you ready to kick us? Are you ready? I'm going to kick us off. Uh, as always, yeah. I'd like to start with what Disney says. So Disney officially says, experience the romance of the Florida Keys at this tranquil community of conch flats, a sprawling island hamlet with shimmering waterways, swaying palm trees, and manicured golf course fairways. Delight in sun-soaked pools, casual dining, and such amenity as fully equipped kitchens or kitchenettes. Gotta love that. Kitchenettes. Yeah, so we're going to jump in. I'm going to tell you a little bit of the history. This is kind of going to include a little bit of history of DVC because this is how it all works together. Okay. okay, so a lot of our information comes from different sources today. As always, they come from Wikipedia because, you know, your girl loves Wikipedia. There was actually not a ton of information there, so I'm glad I found some of these other articles. Um, AllEars.net is another one. DVCinfo.com is another website. And there was also www.magazine.com was another one that I found. So some good articles. Um, But basically it all starts back in the 1980s. Michael Eisner was the chairman at the time. He unveiled a massive and ambitious 10 year building plan. This included the development of several resorts. And this is what he essentially coined the Disney decade. So they're going to do a bunch of stuff over this decade. Um, Him and the team started looking outside the gates of Walt Disney world because they saw that there was a booming business for timeshares. Um, or Orlando, obviously, because mainly Disney um, had a huge timeshare industry. It was like over $400 million annually at the time in Central Florida. And so they're like, hey, everybody's making money, which essentially is because of us, but we're not making money. So let's change that. Um, so in the late yeah. 80s, the executives got together. They you know, recognized that there was a market for this and they wanted it. Um, they wanted to basically to make it a part of a Disney the Disney world thing. So to evaluate the market, they use focus groups. They did quantitative research methods to understand, understand consumers and gauge like their reactions to things. They didn't want to be associated with the deplorable sales and marketing practices associated with timeshare businesses. I feel like back then everybody kind of like knew the spiel, right? It's like, Oh, well you get like this incentive, you go and listen to a spiel. And that's why like everybody did it. Um, But the big, the big, the big question that Disney had was like, would this actually fit the Disney image? So they knew that they were going to have to do something different as to not be that type of image, which is kind of funny when you think about it now. Um, They decided that they could develop and market timeshares with like a Disney twist. So this, you know, they essentially were like, we're going to use our name because we're a credible name. So that's what we're going to do. There's a quote here. It says, there is a level of trust and expectation from people that we will deliver a quality product. And that was from Peter Rummel. He was the president of Disney development at the time. Um, And so to ensure a quality sales staff, they interviewed over 1600 prospects before 30 salespeople were hired. So imagine, imagine that 1600 interviews and only 30 people got the job at the time. In the summer of 1989, Disney Development selected a 150-acre site that they would build as their kind of timeshare resort. And this was next to Lake Buena Vista Golf Course. Um, They used their market studies and competitive analysis, all that information to put it together. And they would develop a 74-acre development on this site as the first timeshare resort. Hmm. Um, Disney specified that they wanted this to be a Key West theme that captured the flavor of an architectural style style described as turn-of-the-century Victorian with a lot of Caribbean influence. So this was atypical of attached housing. These buildings were arranged on the diagonal so that they are windows on three sides rather than just in the front and back of each unit, since units were designed Mm. more as a home away from home. So I don't know if you noticed that, Greg. Um, 
the three the windows on the three sides instead of just two yeah interesting um and the interiors were basically meant to be more upscale with like a casual style so hmm. january 1990 that's when they revealed to the public that they plan to sell shared vacation ownerships at walt disney world so we didn't they didn't want to use the word timeshare they thought that people would be afraid of that so their their term was shared vacation ownerships um, construction began on phase one of the Disney Vacation Club Resort in September of 1990. So this resort was initially called Disney, Vaca- Disney Vacation Club Resort. And pre-sales started at $48 per, per point and rose to $51 per point. When sales officially began in October of 1991 at the DVC Preview Center. Um, the Preview Center was a 15,000 square foot sales and marketing center. As far as marketing and sales, it was intentionally to be low-key informative and professional. Besides putting things out, you know, besides having the DVC Preview Center, their marketing consisted of brochures that were left for visitors at Disney World um, in their, like, hotel rooms. And then they had two booths at the Magic Kingdom and one at Epcot Center that also distributed information to those who asked for it. So they have those now, but obviously it's a little bit more aggressive, I would say, than it used to be. Uh, the rooms and amenities of the resort were positioned as upscale and the Disney Vacation Club Resort opened for members using their membership on December 20th, 1991 with just 50 units open. So this is along with Turtle, Turtle Crawl, the Village Center and core recreational facilities, including a main swimming pool and two tennis courts. Um, so just a little itty bitty section. Yeah, basically, just a of little, the, of the little portion of it. Up. Uh, the resort then continued to open in phases after that. So phase one completed in August of 92, phase two completed in October of 93, and phase three completed in May of 94. Um, and then by the end of 1994, the result, the result, the resort was 45% sold. Um, so with that, the opening of Disney's Vero Beach Resort opened in September of 1995. The resort's name needed to be changed. Because they were like, we're going to be opening. This isn't going to be the only one. We're going to start opening different ones. So they're like, we kind of need to change the name of this one. So January 15th of 1996, the Disney Vacation Club Resort was renamed to Disney's Old Key West Resort. Old Key West, you know, the original. Uh, it's a waterfront village of colorful, clapboard-sided vacation villas. It created a new type of accommodation. And for the first time, guests had access to an on-property resort with multiple bedrooms, several pools, a general store, various children's play areas, and an outdoor barbecue grill. And I just kind of put a note in here because I was like, most people are like, I don't understand DVC because that's me. Uh, Basically, it's a vacation timeshare program. It's owned and operated by Disney Vacation Development Incorporated. It's a subsidiary of Disney Signature Experiences, which is a division of Disney Parks Experience and Products. Um, which is a segment of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> so it allows buying a real estate interest um, in a DVC resort via a flexible points-based membership system. Now, let's talk That's a little a bit about great, themes. succinct way to I put know, DVC right? Isn't that crazy? I'm like, it is a timeshare yeah. program owned and operated by Disney Vacation Development Incorporated, which is a subsidiary of Disney Signature Experiences, which is a division of Disney Parks Experience and Products, which is a segment of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> Let me get that in a graphic. Like the Walt Disney Company exists. Below that is DPEP, which is run by Josh Tomorrow, which is a name most people know because they've seen him on Instagram right, and stuff. And right. then below that <laughs> is Disney Signature Service Services, which, by the way, does Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line, and DVC. Mm-hmm. DVC is one of them, which is run by Disney Development. Yeah. Dude, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the theming. So it's Turn of, turn of the Century Key West. Um, it's basically after the famous Florida Keys. 
Uh, the Florida Keys, if you don't know, it's a series of islands located off the southern tip of Florida, beginning about 15 miles from Miami. Key West is the most famous and popular of these islands, and it's about 94 miles from Cuba. Wow. Yeah. Legend has it that author Ernest Hemingway wrote part of his novel, A Farewell to Arms, while living above the showroom of a Key West Ford car dealership awaiting delivery of a Ford Model A Roadster. He was introduced to deep sea fishing, got the nickname Papa, and worked on other novels while living in Key West, including For Whom the Bell Tolls and To Have and Have Not, as well as The Snows of Kilimanjaro. And these are important because this is, comes in some of the details of the resort. Um, author Tennessee yep. Williams was another famous resident. He supposedly wrote the first draft of a streetcar named Desire here um, while living in a bungalow there. And many other famous people vacations on the island, including several presidents of the United States. Of course, Jimmy Buffett, who we all know is Margaritaville, is closely associated with the location. I think he even has a Margaritaville Bell there now, a restaurant. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So it just kind of seemed natural that they would take that and use it as the theme. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. There's 761 rooms. Uh, they do have some pools that we're going to talk about. So there is a 149,000 gallon feature pool is located near hospital, near the hospitality house. Uh, it says sweep down the sandcastle pool slide and discover a dry sauna at the base of the lighthouse. Relax in the whirlpool spa and soak up the sun on the sand beach. So there's three leisure pools in the old turtle pond, South point and Miller's road sections each with a whirlpool spa. Very nice. Uh, Turtle Crawl is the location of the resort's main facilities. At the far end of the hospitality house is Papa's Den, who we just referenced before. This is a relatively quiet place where you can just grab a book and sit for a while. Um, it says, note the marlin over the fireplace mantle. This is all meant to call to mind Papa Hemingway and his love of deep sea fishing and books without specifically mentioning the great author. Uh, Turtle hmm. Crawl's marina is located on Trumbo Canal, which in turn connects to the Sasagula River which we talked about this before when we did Port Orleans. Yeah. Um, so it's the man-made waterway that connects Port Orleans Riverside to the French Quarter, Saratoga Springs Resort, and downtown Disney. There is a lighthouse by the pool that calls to mind the famous Key West Lighthouse, which opened in 1848. In the years following, the lighthouse underwent a number of upgrades, and in 1969, the Coast Guard decommissioned it um, since they, were no longer, they no longer needed a full-time keeper because of technological advancements. So this was like a nod to the Key West Lighthouse. Um, and the actual lighthouse is now a museum dedicated to Key West Maritime Heritage. So there you go there. Uh, the resort's restaurant is Olivia's Cafe, which is a casual sit-down restaurant with some menu items that are related to specialties of Key West. Um, there are quick service eateries as well, including Good Foods to Go and the Turtle Shack, which Greg will probably get more into those things later. Um, the Gurgling, mm -hmm. Gurgling Suitcase Bar also has simple snacks. And for many, Olivia's Cafe is like a hidden treasure. It's like a favorite location. There's a lot of Disney executives apparently that eat here. It's secluded, has really good food. Um, and there's like a really big backstory to it. So I don't know if you're going to get more into that or not, but you can look up some of the backstory to that because we could be here all day with that. Um, the official website states for this restaurant, a longtime resident of Conk Flats, Olivia welcomes diners and island-inspired dishes. This nautical-themed eatery has the friendly familiar feel of a neighborhood institution and is a perennial favorite of many a guest sorry which is mm -hmm. kind of broad if you think about it um but i have a yes. link here i was like uh if you want to go to allears.net and look up their old key west and olivia's article it has more about the whole theming as long as that uh let's talk a little bit about how okay. it's changed so in 1998 the resort finally sold out 
Um, and then Disney announced a minor expansion. So when DVC announced the villas out the at the Wilderness Lodge in August of 98, they also announced that the Commodore House DVC sales center would be demolished to complete the plans for the resort. So Old Key West buildings 62, 63, and 64 were then constructed on site of the Commodore House. At that time, the DVC sales center was moved to Boardwalk Villas, where it remains until sales began for Saratoga Springs in 2003. The Walt Disney World DVC sales center has been at the Saratoga Springs location ever since. Right, Greg? And your homeboys there are five days a week. That's right. Uh, then in October of 2007, the resort received designation in the Florida Green Lodging Program. So I looked up what this was. Uh, the lodging program was established in 2004 by the Florida Department of Environmental Protection to recognize environmentally conscious lodging facilities in the state. Then in 2010, Disney renovated all the guest rooms at this resort. They updated the kitchen with all new countertops, new flooring throughout the rooms, and then replaced all the TVs with flat screens. I love that that's a thing. It's like, we finally replaced the tubes with flat screens. Yes. Um, and then this was the fun fact that I wanted to share. So I was looking through, finding some old images, um, and we can share some of these. But there, at WDW Magazine, there was an article that I found, and I found this picture somewhere else too, but there's basically an original DVC book. It was like this green leather-bound book, has all the information about DVC in it. But this one page um, explained that, as a Disney vacation club member, you could get free park passes. Mm, and so mm. depending on, yeah. So depending on what kind of rooms you had, um, that's how many park passes you would get. And of course, uh, the green leather book, the cover of it, it says like where the magic never ends on it. And I was like, I feel like I've seen that on other things, other promotional yeah. things throughout the years. But, um, I did find where one person was auctioning this book off. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> um, but basically, if you have a studio room, you would get two passes. If you have a one-bedroom vacation home, you would also get two passes. If you had a two-bedroom vacation home, you would get four passes. And then a grand villa would get you six passes. And this was just this little thing. I'll read it here. It says, Notice of Park Admission Program Enhancement. The Disney Vacation Club Park Admission Program was recently enhanced to allow you additional park passes during the day. The number of passes issued will be based on the size of your accommodations, which is what I just read. And then it says, You may not receive more passes than a number of people in your party. Your passes are good for unlimited admission to the Magic Kingdom Park, Epcot Center, and the Disney MGM Studios. Theme park from the day of check-in through the day before check-out. The enhanced park admission program is available through December 31st, 1999. Many of your purchase wow. documents do not yet reflect this important enhancement. This notice serves to confirm this enhancement is included in your purchase of an ownership interest in Disney Vacation Club Resort. So I thought that was interesting. It is um, interesting. But yeah. Yeah. But other than it being like the original, you know, like the OG Disney vacation club resort i didn't find many like you know big events that happened there um yeah so nothing like i guess that was worth mentioning but yeah lots of information there i do have uh two fun facts mm -hmm. that i would like go. to share before we jump into the type of resort it is and all the different amenities and the room types and prices and stuff um you mentioned that i feel like we mentioned the the conch flats yeah. Um, a little bit here and there. So it's a fictional town, and the sign that welcomes you to Conch Flats has two sayings on it as you enter the resort. One is pro bono persona, which means for your own good. Mm -hmm. And the other is veni, vidi, veni, ad infinitum. Okay, you know that I can't speak what? Latin, but that means I came, I saw, I stayed forever. Mm. So it's that old like island vibe thing where they say sometimes you go yeah. you go to Key West and you just stay there. That's right. The weather is here. Wish you were beautiful. Same thing. Yes. 
the next thing I want to mention is I only learned this earlier this year. I have stayed at Old Key West many times. I've been coming to Disney for years and years and years. And um, I don't even know when my first stay at Old Key West was, but it was, was a solid 15 years ago at least. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'll, I'll uh, post a photo of this, but as you enter the, the hospitality house area of this resort and you're walking down like this main outdoor hallway, if you will, where the lobby is on the right, Olivia's is on the left, um, and you approach the marina, there is a big flagpole there with um, two sets of smaller flags that flank the sides of this big flagpole. And they don't really say anything on them. There's no words, just a bunch of symbols. But apparently, um, it has a hidden message, and you can decode it. So each flag represents a letter, and when okay. you decode right. it, the flags spell out Welcome Home Members. Oh. Of course, Welcome Home is like yeah. the, DV- the DVC phrase. So who knew all along those flags would just welcome you to the area without you even realizing it? Yeah. So you can, um, well, and I guess if you are a nautical buff, then you know that there's like all the different letters for different symbols in the flags and stuff. So. All right. Let's jump into the category information for this resort. So the price range, the type of rooms available. We'll dive a little deeper into some of the restaurants and shops and stuff. And of course, I have a bunch of experiences I've had, some pros and cons, some tips for y'all as you uh, stay mm-hmm. at this resort or if you're considering staying at this resort. This is considered a deluxe villa resort. So the categories are always value, moderate, deluxe. And this is a deluxe villa. This is our first deluxe villa that we get to talk about Mm -hmm. in these uh, Disney Resort rundowns. And the villa just refers to the type of room that it is. It's got more than your standard deluxe room. The price range for the rooms here at Old Key West start at $381 per night in the cheapest season on a weeknight all the way up to 2526 a night. Unlike some of the other resorts we talked about where the rooms where the room prices do get to that or higher, mm-hmm. it's not because it's like a big suite or a presidential suite or like this big thing. It's because it's just a big multi-bedroom villa. Yeah. So yes, it's more, but it's a lot of space. So uh, let's talk about those types of rooms. And this is not unique to Old Key West, but this is our first Disney Vacation Club resort we're talking about. So let's start with what the room types are. Uh, First is a deluxe studio at 376 square feet. Sleeps four people plus an an infant. Um, This particular room set up at Old Key West is two queen beds. There is no like one king option. It's always two -hmm. two queens. Um, What's nice about the villas, any size, studio and up, they all have something extra, and, and in a studio, it's a kitchenette. So you have an additional sink, a microwave, a full toaster, a 12-cup coffee maker. They also provide the flatware and stuff, so you can eat. Usually, it depends on the resort. Sometimes it's paper, sometimes it's actual dishes. But usually in the studios, it's some type of paper and plastic combination of you know forks, knives, spoons, plates, actual uh, cups, coffee mugs, mm-hmm. and stuff to drink out of. The studio ranges from $381 up to 635 a night. Mm-hmm. Dude, it may not sound like a big difference, but having a microwave and a toaster in a room, yeah, and a, yeah. and a regular coffee maker, not a not a Keurig, not right. like a pod thing, where you, it makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. We're like bringing stuff when we go places because it's like, wait, they don't have this. Oh wait, but then what about this? But then, like, we're yeah. having to bring more things, so it is nice. It is nice. Okay, so up from the studio is a one bedroom villa. This is at Old Key West, 942 square feet, sleeps five plus an infant. It has one king-size bed in the master bedroom, so it's a one-bedroom villa, so the the master bedroom is a separate space from the rest of this room. 
In the living room area, there is a queen sofa and a twin chair. Also in the master bedroom area is a master bathroom, complete with mm. a tub, a sink, a walk-in shower, another sink. So you have two sinks. You can brush your teeth in one and wash your face in the other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's a full living room that has a full kitchen. So you have your uh, stove and range. Right? It's got nice. the whole thing. A full fridge, microwave, all the pots, pans, dishware, all of the stuff you would really need in your own house, basically. With that also comes a kitchen table that can sit at least four, if not six. In the living room is also the sofa that converts into the bed, the chair that converts into a small um, bed as well. A coffee table, a big uh, balcony or patio, depending on what what floor you're on, and the one-bedroom villa and the two- and three-bedroom villas all come with a washer and dryer, which is such a big plus. I'll talk more Mm -hmm. about that uh, coming up and things I like about this resort. The one-bedroom villa starts at five nineteen and goes up to nine hundred and one dollars. It's really not so crazy when you think about the price in terms of being able to split it with people, especially as yeah. you get up to a two and a three bedroom, because you really have space. Old Key West is, like you mentioned, the original Disney Vacation Club Resort, and because of that, the rooms tend to be larger than the other resorts. Yeah, that's true. They don't have the that's largest true. necessarily. Some configurations could be, but on on average here, right, the rooms at Old Key West are larger than some of the other villas at the DVC resort. Up from the one bedroom, of course, is the two bedroom. The two bedroom is 1,333 square feet, sleeps nine, is everything in a one bedroom, plus a whole nother room that has two mm-hmm. queen beds and another full bathroom, so the f- still like the full so shower nice. and stuff. Up from a two bedroom is a three bedroom, so a three bedroom villa is considered the grand villa. And if you've never Jesus. been at a grand villa at any of the DVC resorts, it's highly huge. recommend visiting them. They're gigantic. Um, most, uh, a handful of them now, if you're visiting, planning on visiting, uh, Disney world in the near future, some of the DVC resorts have their grand villa on display. So it's a model room. You can go check out, by the way, it's a no pressure situation. You can literally just go in, not have to even really have a full conversation with mm-hmm. anybody. You are able to just go in and check out the grand villas, do it cause they're cool. But yeah. the one here at old key West is a three bedroom. It's 2002 square feet. That's gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. Houses are smaller than that. Yeah, that's uh, a lot bigger than 12. my house. <laughs> yes, that's more square feet than my house. So uh, a three-bedroom villa sleeps 12 and has two levels. There's actually stairs in it. You can go up and down in your room. It's just like the Kevin McAllister suite. Yeah, basically. The lower level has a master bedroom, same kind of stuff we talked about for the one and two-bedroom, a full living room, kitchen. Now, unlike the two-bedroom or one-bedroom, it has a full dining room. So not just like a kitchen table. It's a dedicated space that's considered to be just a dining room with like those big, like kind of like a banquet-style table Mm -hmm. that can fit your whole family and more. Of course, they have a laundry room as well, uh, a balcony, just a ton of stuff. That's on the the, uh, first level. The upper level has the remaining two bedrooms. Each of them have their own full bathroom. So you could really fit in basically Mm -hmm. like a multi-generational family trip here in these three-bedroom villas, right? That could be like the kids, the adults, and the the grandparents. These rooms range from $1,587 all the way up to that full $2,526. Which is, it's that's, you know, a higher price than some other rooms on property, but, like, it's an actual gigantic space that yeah. you can really, yeah. like, spread out in and have, have a good time in. Let's talk about some of the restaurants that you mentioned because um, there's some interesting things going on here. And you're mm-hmm. right. There's a lot of information about Olivia's Cafe, and we'll put a link to that article in this. We won't go into a lot of it, but 
I will tell you this one fun fact about Olivia's Cafe, which I can't believe they did this. This was an actual real-life thing. Apparently, in the early days of the restaurant, they had a character, Captain Wahoo, and they placed him at different tables within the restaurant throughout the day. Uh, so like a dummy i'm picturing i don't know like this uh, yeah, like a who mannequin knows? who knows so the story though around captain wahoo was that he'd pull up to the marina outside olivia's throw his anchor into into the water there park it basically and he would deliver his catches of the day to olivia to serve in her cafe so if you get there and it has some type of seafood option, just know that it came from Captain Wahoo. Captain Wahoo. And they would place him around the restaurant. Here's another fun fact. Uh, I actually know a person named Wahoo after the fish. What? That's a, that's a first name? Mm-hmm. His first name is Wahoo. Interesting. Yes. Okay. They're like, they're coastal people, so. Okay. It totally makes sense for them, but. I guess yeah. so. Maybe I'm going to change my name. Um, you also mentioned the Gurgling Suitcase Libations mm-hmm. and Spirits as the full name of that place. Oh, okay. And if you're wondering where that name came from, during Prohibition, it's been known that travelers would visit Key West, Florida to illegally purchase booze from nearby Cuba, yeah. and local law enforcement would mm. shake some luggage, perhaps, in search for illegally obtained alcohol. And they will listen for the gurgles of bottles of alcohol and luggage, thus gurgling suitcase. Interesting. I like that. I love that backstory. Love yeah. it. You know, you know Disney, right? They're not normally yeah. randomly naming I things. Know. Thus, several of our episodes with the, why do they call it that, right? This is more mm-hmm. an example. Why of do they call it that? <laughs> <laughs> never gets uh, old to me. Of course sorry. The goods not sorry. Never gets old. <laughs> Um, when I talk about some pros and cons, I'll be bringing up the goods food to go in a little bit. Okay. Okay. The shop there is the Conk Flats General Store, which I have to tell you is, in my mind, a good gift shop because it's usually pretty quiet in there. It's basically attached to Olivia's. Mm. Um, it shares the same building and, uh, it's never really busy. It's, it t- tends to be quiet. So if you're looking for Disney gem. merchants, I feel like it's a good place to go without, without it being a true hustle and bustle. Plenty of recreation. You mentioned you got the four pools there. And the reason I bring that up is the feature pool at the hospitality house, if you will. So think of the hospitality house as the lobby. And I'm air quoting lobby because when you think of a lobby at, let's say, the Grand Floridian or even the Contemporary or Polynesian, it's usually like the center of the resort. And most mm. of the resort is built off of that, right? Like right. you can even stay in it, so to speak. There are rooms, especially in the Contemporary. That's, you know, the building right there is all attached. This is a much different operation, kind of like Caribbean Beach or mm-hmm. the Port Orleans resorts we've talked about, where there's a central location and it's just so spread out. But here at Old Key West, the lobby is like just the building. That's it. Like it's mm-hmm. you check in, you go into Papa's Den. That's the whole building. You have to leave that to get to Olivia's or the gift shop. And then the pool and stuff is all right there. But it's not a, not a whole lot going on otherwise, which is kind of the point because each section has its own pool, which is great. Right. So for resorts that are spread out, usually each section has its own pool. And it's the same case at Caribbean Beach. Same kind of thing going on there. Uh, Plenty of things to do at the resort. You can do your fishing excursions. They're known for their sports stuff. They have volleyball courts, basketball courts, tennis courts, uh, shuffleboard over at the Turtle Pond pool area, which I've played before. It It is a fun time if you enjoy shuffleboard. All right, let's get into some... Some Greg words of wisdom for yeah. Old Key West. Uh, Tell us the real the different... deal. 
yes, you know, the different sections, different views, the some of the food experiences I've had, some pros and cons and whatnot. So there really aren't any view options at the rooms here. You know, the different types of rooms, the studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. Right. But they all pretty much have the same type of view. You okay. can either have a view of the fairways, so golf, you get a go- mm-hmm. golf course, um, the woods, pool, water, so some small like lakes and stuff. And uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad view at Old Key West. One thing I, re- I think of, whenever I think of an Old Key West room, other than it being really relaxing, Nicole and I talk about this all the time. If we ever want to like truly relax, if we want to have what we call like a nap experience mm-hmm. at a resort, Old Key West is number one on our list. Mm. It's just so laid back. It's supposed to have that island vibe, and I feel like it really achieves it here. Okay. And for some reason, I just picture it raining. Whenever I think of Old Key West, I think mm. of, okay, it's time to take a nap. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. That summer storm is rolling in. Mm-hmm. Maybe some light, like rumbles of thunder, but just like heavy rain. Yeah. And because of the island vibe of the resort, there are plenty of palm trees here. I've talked a lot about theming of resorts and we'll continue to do it as we go through these resort rundown episodes. Some of the Disney resorts don't have any palm trees on them because they wouldn't fit into the vibe right. of the resort. Obviously, Old Key West is a straight up island vibe resort. Mm-hmm. Plenty of those types of trees. And you can kind of hear them swaying a yes, little bit. The and the other types of, the... of tropical trees that have like those, um, like type, I don't know what they're called, but it's almost like a bamboo type of a tree where you can hear them sway and kind of creak a little bit in the mm-hmm. wind. And there's something so calming and relaxing to me about that. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's what I what I envision when I think of Old Key West. And um, depending on where your room is located, you might have some of these trees right outside your window. And I swear it's not a bad thing. It's just, for me, it's just so relaxing. It's got like this vibe that I never heard when I was yeah. flying down from New York before I lived here, you know? So yeah. it really did transport me. So I, I've never had a bad view or a bad look out my window. So moral of the story is to ask for a lot of trees when you're around your room. Yes. I would like a room with a lot of trees. tree rooms. I want a tree room. You to have a lot of trees. (laughs) Greg from that Park Life podcast said lots of trees. Yes, please, please. So there are a a couple of different sections um, in this resort, which we've mentioned. And honestly, the best, best thing to do is look at a map. If you want to be totally secluded, you could be out there in South Point. It's like the very back of the resort, which does have a cool thing about it, but you're kind of far away from the main area with like the, the feature pool, the, mm-hmm. the table service, the quick service restaurant. But like sometimes that's a good thing. If you like mm-hmm. really want to tuck yourself away quiet. into a nice villa, it is actually quiet back there because there's nothing around. The you're resort for the introvert. Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good way to put it because there's nothing going on at this resort. I mean, you are connected to the waterway that leads you to, to Disney Springs, but that's like not a lively place. Right. You don't, fireworks aren't set off there, right? You're right. really tucked away. And if you're going to book a, a room, sometimes you're able to book uh, in a section that's, quote, near Hospitality House. So if you want to be near the feature pool, the food, and whatnot, that's what you'd want to do. This is usually what we prefer, um, although we have stayed, you know, in, in the in the farther away sections, and they have their pros and cons too. But um, we've just usually will put in for a, a near Hospitality House uh, and as far as that goes, just know that if you're near that, if you're if you're near the main lobby, so to speak, you are the last stop on the bus mm. circuit of the resort. So that's one thing. But when we've stayed in that area, we often get off on the first bus stop and just walk. It's not a long walk. So there's mm. there's a pro tip for you. If you don't want yeah. to sit on the bus for any longer on the way back from a from a park, you don't have to. 
And uh, let's talk about food. Olivia's Cafe, like you mentioned, is a fan favorite. People love it over there. And a lot of times you'll hear this referred to as a, like a hidden gem or it's a, it's a secret of old Key West mm-hmm. and, and an offside on that. I don't know. I always get, I feel like that's a problematic phrase, hidden gem or a secret yeah. location because it's very advertised, right? right if you're staying right. there, you know there's a table service. If you go to book reservations on the app, it shows up. So it's not really a secret. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a hidden gem. It's just that if you're not staying here, you're probably not going to get here. Right. right. Maybe that's what they meant. Like if you're not, it's not yes. one of those places where a lot of people are coming from. Right. Because like people come from yes. all over to go to like Ohana, you know, yeah. people aren't coming from all yes. over the resorts to like go to Olivia's, no. I guess. So it's sort of like, it's really good, but it's, um, but most people yeah. don't really think about it. So it's even better because it's not so crowded. Yes, and that's what I love about it. And then other than the restaurant and they're just being like, again, nice and relaxing, it has those fans in there that are like the big, I don't yes. even know what they're called. They probably have an island tropical name, but I think they look like big guitar picks, you know, talking about yeah. like, and they're just yes. like slowly moving yeah. the air around and it's a very nautical themed room. And when you enter that area of Olivia's, you'll notice as you approach the entrance of the restaurant on the walls there, they have all these framed photos of Disney Vacation Club members a lot of them from like the beginning. So if you want a yeah. flashback of what it looked like to live in the 80s and 90s, oh go look gosh. at these photos because it's like okay. a lot of old school, early 90s outfits and stuff. You know, Amazing. like <laughs> people wearing glasses where the lenses are the size of dinner plates. You know what I'm yes. talking about? Like it's those oh, yeah. old, so like a lot of, a oh, lot yeah. of like permed up hair. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Teased. It's cool to look out. <laughs> yes. A lot of teased hair. Um, in terms of dishes I've eaten at Olivia's, my favorite dish isn't on the menu right now. And I don't know if it's just because it's like this phase of reopening with the, you know, COVID-19 protocol and blah, 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 blah. But I really hope they bring it back. It was the Duval Street burger because it was a burger, but it had shrimp on it. It's probably, and it was just it's probably so the shrimp. Good. I think shrimp is at like an yeah. all-time high right now. So that's probably why it's not on the menu. <sighs> it's very expensive. It's killing me. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. But the southernmost buttermilk chicken is on the menu, and it's still mm-hmm. good. And Nicole has a bunch of times gotten a a burp. Burp's coming up. <laughs> a bunch of times, Nicole has gotten the Conk Flats Club Sandwich. It's kind of mm-hmm. a typical club sandwich, right? It's yeah. turkey with, like, the bacon and lettuce, tomato, and all that kind Sometimes of stuff. Sometimes a good club sandwich is all you need. Ooh. So good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some pros and cons of Old Key West. And I'm here to tell you that doing laundry Mm. on vacation is a pro. Yeah, it is. So you might think, well, I don't want to do chores while I'm on vacation. But the reason why it's a pro, other than just like, if you want to dry your clothes, having just come in from a rainstorm, it's excellent, Mm. right? Your shoes, you can pop your shoes in there, whatever, right? Yeah. It's not not your dryer. Who cares if your shoes break it? So um, what I like about the washer and dryer setup is that I get to pack less, right? right? I have a plan... I have a trip planned for the Grand Californian in Disneyland coming up in January. And since I have to pay for my luggage, I'm used to flying Southwest and spoiled in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not because there's no direct flight. I have to like pay for my luggage. Well, I'm only going to bring one and I'm going to wash my clothes halfway through. And that is like, it's it's such a it's such a nice thing to have. Yeah. Um, I really look forward to being able to stay there and have a washer and dryer. If you think of it too, like you're saving money because you're not using your own water to wash your clothes. So it's like you're using Disney water to wash clothes. So that's like, that's kind of how we look yeah. at it when we go on vacation and we have, we're like, why don't we just do laundry? Because then we don't have to do it when we get home. You can come home with clean clothes and it wasn't yes. like you didn't pay for the water. I mean, you did technically, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. There is a ton of space. I've mentioned it before in this episode. I don't mean to repeat myself so much like a broken record, but 
the uh, there's just a lot of space in the in yeah. these in these villas, and it's just so nice. It's just so nice. It's quiet, relaxing. Um, there are multiple bus stations, so if you're wondering, you know, okay, well, if I'm staying out in that far space, you know, that you talked about, you know, what's the bus situation? Every section has a, has a bus stop. Mm-hmm. There are pros and cons with that, right? With multiple bus stops, you get it the stops. convenience of not having to walk far. But you get the disadvantage of you might be on that bus for a while, or by the time the bus gets to you, it might be near full, right, near capacity. Mm-hmm. So take take that. It's kind of like what we talked about at Caribbean Beach, the two Port Orleans resorts. It's the same kind of thing going on there. You do have boat access to Disney Springs. It's not currently operating. Have a feeling that when the two Port Orleans resorts open, that the waterway there might reopen. Right. If you're traveling with a car, so if you're within driving distance of Disney World or you rent a car when you get here, it's a great parking situation because you basically have a driveway. I mean, you get to park so close to your villa, it's a nice. very short walk Okay, cool. to your to your room. They do have a great running trail here if you are the type of person that likes to maintain your runs and you get to do that while you're on, on vacation. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one year where I was doing my, my running and I was able to uh, get a run. And it's nice to be able to run around like a quiet resort. And it's it's really, you know, uh, sprawled out resort. So it's plenty of, plenty of running trail there. Let's talk about some cons. You may be far away from the feature pool if you are staying at one of the other sections. And maybe that's not a con to you. Maybe that's what you're going for. But if you do mm-hmm. want to have the pool with the big slide, the big play place, the big play area for the kids, you might be far away from that. You can take the internal bus system you know, to get to the main section. Or, of course, if you have a car, you can drive up there. Or you may want to walk, depending on the weather and uh, how tired you are from walking around the parks all the time. Here's a con for you. I'm convinced that I'm going to get hit in the face with a golf ball because... <laughs> As I mentioned, some of the views of the resort are a fairway view, so you're going to see the golf course. If you can see the golf course, that means you're near the golf course. Right. You're going to get spliced by a ball. There are times when I'm sitting there on the balcony here like, like, what is that? Oh, it's a golf ball (laughs) flying by your head. So although I don't know how likely it is that you're going to hit by a golf ball, I'm I'm just convinced, right? It's like Mm -hmm. for the people who don't want to put their arms up in Space Mountain because you're convinced you're going to lose your hand. It's that situation. So... Just be mindful. You may hear golf balls flying by when you're in your room. There are limited elevators in the resort. Not every building has elevators. There's just a select few. This was built kind of like way back when mm-hmm. in order to remain compliant, you know, with the ADA. They had to kind of refurbish some buildings to put in elevators. So it's just a small number of them. You may be climbing two or three stories to get to your room. And the stairways are exposed, unlike some resorts where the stairways are inside. I know they kind of changed that when they built saratoga springs nearby Mm -hmm. an entirely disney vacation club resort their stairs are covered stairs at old key west are not Mm. i feel like it's worth mentioning because as you check in let's say you're going to be lugging your suitcases up and down the stairs and if you're caught in a summer rainstorm so will your luggage just fyi yeah something wild has happened at old key west and this is the only resort this happened to me and nicole and uh, one year, I think our very first time staying at Old Key West as like a couple on one of our like first vacations together, we got room 1433 near Hospitality House. It's a one-bedroom villa. It's one of our favorite one-bedroom villas. It's our place to like relax, as I mentioned a million times now. The next year we get there, we got the exact same room, like huh. same room number, which yeah. never happens. We didn't request it. The only thing we requested was near Hospitality House, but there are plenty of villas there. Right. It's, it's not. It's more than just one. And technically, when you book near Hospitality House, you also get a series of buildings that is 
nearby. It's not in like that main cluster. So like there really are a lot of rooms to choose from. Mm -hmm. So we call that the Greg and Nicole room. We're waiting for the plaque to be erected. It's not up yet, but... What if you just put your own up and just see how long it goes for? Yes. Maybe they'll just be like, oh, yeah, somebody somebody did it. I don't know. I don't want to remove it because it's an executive thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least maybe somewhere in the room. Maybe we could hide something yeah. if, we, if we get Seriously. in there again. I feel like getting that room a third time would mm. be difficult. Yeah. But Because I don't know if you can even request room numbers. Why don't you try it? Can, I think you could probably can, but what are the chances that right. it's open on that day and blah, 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 blah. You never know. And I don't know anyone who works in that area of that resort that could make that happen for me, but I'd like to think if I told them I'm a DVC yeah. cast member, they'll, they'll be able to make some magic for me because I want to do it. I want to get in there again and see if we can stay there and like, I don't know, trying to like leave a little <laughs> little hidden note for me yeah. and Nicole or anyone else. Um, If there's nice weather... I do want to mention that there's a walkway all the way in the back. So in the South Point area of Old Key West, they're really like tucked away far back in the resort. There's a walkway to Saratoga Springs, which will eventually take you to Disney Springs. It's quite a walk, but it's a nice, quiet Mm. walk around the body of water there. Nicole's done it a few times coming from Saratoga, walking to Old Key West and back on like a lunch break or after her shift. And uh, it's this this nice little walkway that just you kind of like, Take yeah. in two different types of resorts uh, all in one day's work. Get all the vibes. Yes. So that's really everything I wanted to to mention Old Key West. Just, I don't know how else to say it. It is truly a relaxing time. There are plenty of resorts where I think there's a lot to do and they're spread out, but there's just something different about Old Key West. Mm-hmm. And the more I talk about it, the more I want to run out and book a room because I really, really love it there. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to figure out like, okay, like, do I want to stay at a Disney Vacation Club resort? Is it worth the price? This is a great try it out resort. If you're wondering what a villa is like, or if it's, if you, you know, if you want to find if there's value in the price or the cost of the room, I think this is the Disney Vacation Club resort to try it out with. Cool. I'm ready to book a room. Hook me up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's oh, our. I feel like I'm out of our, breath. Our wrap up of Old Key West. This is a lot of information. Yeah. Dear to Greg's heart. Before we get into history, shout out to Stephanie over at World Traveler Trading Co., your number one source for Disney inspired key fobs, dog collars, ear holders, all kinds of things. You want a you want a mini lip balm holder? Mm-hmm. You can find that there. All kinds of uh, themes and stuff that she's got at her store. And of course, if you want to save a little bit, because you're friends of that Parklet podcast, you can use. Are special you'd never be able to guess it discount Mm-mm. code that park life <laughs> there it is save yourself some money of course a link to her shop is in our show notes as always i don't have any news nugs you got any news nugs no i think the only thing i couldn't remember if we announced it before that the actual date for um space 220 or whatever it is oh it's happening yeah, September 20th, I think, is what they said the actual yeah, date Yeah, Space is. 220 is opening on 920. That's how I remember yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. So that's the only really one. Sorry right. we didn't do our intro, but we're going to move into some history. <laughs> that's okay. No big deal. We'll move into some Disney history, of course, as always, in partnership with the Mouselids, who, as you're hearing this episode, are currently in Disney World. So make sure you're paying attention to their story on TikTok. They're out there making it happen in the parks right now. All right, what you got? I'm going to take us all the way back to 1994. Disney theme parks welcomed their one billionth guest, Mary Smith from Illinois. After walking through the main gate. It's a made-up name. I know. Mary Smith from Illinois. After she walked into the gate, she was awarded a lifetime pass for her and her family. I mean, come on. And a cross-country flight to Disneyland. Mary Smith 
Mary Smith, we need you to get you on this podcast. Uh, we know that you listen to our podcast, so you need to add <laughs> us, and we want to get you on to talk about this experience. I seriously oh, would love to talk to this person pass. and be like, tell us, walk us through all of this and what happened. Yes. How cool is that? Oh my goodness. A lifetime it's pass ridiculous. for you and your family and a trip to Disneyland, basically, a flight. So crazy. Really, the only way to, like, a tried and true way to get a lifetime pass is to be a cast member for at least 10 years and you can keep your, your or, admission, but like, you know, or have something happen to you where you can sue them and get a lifetime pass. Don't get me started on, <laughs> on, on my mom and her theory of a lifetime pass. If you witness a tragic there, event, there um, I'll go. bring us back to 1974 when a professional troupe of Walt Disney world entertainers soon to be known as the pioneer hall players. Mm put on a production of Disney's Hoop-dee-doo musical review. Originally, just a college workshop summer production. They just like, they just did it one summer. Like, hey, let's let's put on a production. Yeah. But the guest response to the show was so positive that Disney decided to make it a continuing thing over at Pioneer Hall. It's not currently operating, right? But we hope that yes. it comes back so good. over at Fort Wilderness because we love it. They've had just tens of thousands of performances over the year at Hoop-dee-doo. Musical highly review. recommend so it. So it's been going on since, yeah, highly recommend it. Love the food, love the show. Since 1974, it's been going on. Nice. Got a quote for you, as always. Before that, though, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. We greatly appreciate it. It doesn't take too much time, but it does make a big difference. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our podcast account is at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal account is at the Disney Greg. Or you can follow me at the real Beth McDonald. You can visit our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. If you want to submit a magicram, free for everybody, it's a nice way to send a little extra pixie dust to someone you know that maybe can't make it out to a Disney park right now. You can, of course, submit a cast member magical moment and stay on top of everything else we got going on in our podcast over there on our website. If you'd like some behind-the-scenes access, and I think we're up to like 45 bonus episodes, wow. uh, you can support us, us on Patreon. Yeah, and get access to all of our bonus episodes. You can binge them all if you like, all in one day. That's a lot. It's a lot of Greg and Beth. Maybe take a break. <laughs> Maybe take a break in between. Pace yourself. Um, a link, of course, is in our show notes as well. All right. A quote. And as I teased earlier, I have some old-school Disney audio coming your way that was from the commercial for Disney Vacation Club, so don't worry. That's still coming your way. Okay. Your quote today is from Pooh of Winnie the Pooh, who says, Life is a journey to be experienced, not a problem to be solved. Mm. So relax. Unclench your intestines. Mull it over a little bit. I feel like it's it's nice to slow down. Well, anyway, before I play that... Uh, Disney song I was talking about. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for hanging out with us with our Disney Resort Rundown, yes. Old Key West. Happy, uh, as always, to answer questions, by the way. I feel like mm-hmm. I never mentioned that. If you have any if you, if you have any questions about this resort or others, uh, please feel free to reach out. As you know, I've stayed at all, and I have uh, I visit all right. frequently, and I'm a big fan. You're a pro. You are a pro. All right. All right. I don't know about that. Here we go. Right, here I'm we ready. go. I'm ready. I hope, I hope you're driving. Don't drive off the road. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> Bye. Remember special times With special friends In a special world Where the magic never ends Now at a touch of paradise That everyone can share Over and over again
like no other place. 